0: week. I I never did do this before in my ministry, but for some reason, I don't know, I've just had a desire to have you stand when I read the opening scripture because many times I start preaching and don't read an opening scripture. And the scripture that I'm going to be reading today is the very same one that I read yesterday. You may ask me, well, why are you reading the same one again? Well, because it's the foundation of what I'm talking about. And so I probably won't be doing it from the the, the other two messages that I have planned to, to be talking about God's love, but um, I do feel like this morning reading this again just to establish to establish what I'm talking about, and I want you to understand something that when we begin to talk about God's love and the way I'm doing this. I'm not talking about how to live up to it yet. I'll be talking about that later in the series of how we need to take God's love and apply it to our life. But these, last week and this week, I'm more or less opening our thinking to the greatness of God's love that is shed abroad. And, and last week, I, as you saw, I took a glass of water and a pitcher and I poured water into that glass. I could have stopped it half full and I did it once. I could have put a little bit. But God doesn't put a little bit of love in us. Romans 5 and 5 says God has poured his love. So God didn't keep some of it for himself. You know, many humans, they keep some for themselves and only give so much away. But when, when you come to God, God pours his love in you he doesn't give us a little bit he doesn't give us a half half he gives us all of his love and many people many people are not aware of how much love they have because they hadn't studied God's word they hadn't meditated in God's word they hadn't been around the right surroundings and so therefore they don't know how to love others and that's one of the things that I want you to understand in what I'm talking about 1 John 4, 7-11. through 11, I'll read this again. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And anyone who loves, now notice this, anyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love, boy, does not know God. For God is love. In this. The love of God was manifested. Towards us. That God has sent his only begotten son. Into the world. That we might through him. In this. Is love. Not that we loved God. But that he loved us. And sent his son to be. The sacrifice. Or the propitiation for our sins. Beloved. If God so loved us, we, ought also, we, ought, we also ought to love one another. Boy, isn't that big? If God loved us and we have His love in us, then we ought to love one another. And I know many times somebody said, no, don't ask me to love that person. I'm not going to love them. It'll never happen. Well, you know what? When you really get filled with God's love, it will happen. So let's go to prayer and let's just ask God's blessings here on the service this morning. You that are here and and to our friends that's watching in different parts of the world and uh, let's just believe the Lord right now. Father, I thank you that you cared enough about us That you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross and to pay the penalties for our sin. When we weren't worthy of your love. When we hadn't done anything to have your love. You just cared and you just loved us and you didn't want us to go to hell. So you sent your son to redeem us. To pay the price. He was the sacrifice for our sins. Thank you for that. Now, Lord, help us to get a greater understanding of your love and your mercy, your grace, and help us to live by your love instead of living by all the things that surround us. Mm -hmm. Let your anointing flow to each person that's in this room today, those that would be watching somewhere in the world, those that will watch us later. I pray, Holy Spirit, that this won't be just another service. That this will be a time that you will speak, tear down barriers, destroy yokes. Help people to take down walls that they've built up because of hurt. Because of the way they've been treated. Help them today to realize, once again, they can live through your love instead of emotional love. Thank you for your anointing. Help me to speak words of life, words of wisdom today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Greetings to all of you that have turned on with us on the internet and uh, to our friend, uh, one of our friends in Moldova, the little town of, or not the little town, the capital of uh, Moldova, Chisinau, Roma. You're so, so powerful. We love you so much and your wife and your little girl. And thank you for all you've done for our ministry. And the times that you've interpreted for me. One time I was in, um, one time I was in uh, Moldova, and um, and they speak the Russian language there. Most most of the people in Moldova speak Russian, and uh, some of them speak um, Romanian. Um, but I I was obviously trying to speak in English, and uh, I, I I try. Uh, one time a guy in Brazil told me, my interpreter, he said, I have to interpret twice for you. And I said, what's that? He said, from Southern to English, from English to Portuguese. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. But Roma was uh, interpreted and, and I, I I did a, a an illustration and I, I did it in a feminine way. And he looked at me and he said, you want me to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, I want you to do that too. I said, I'm saying it in English, but only the people that's, in, that's here that speak English know what I'm saying, so you you, you do it. He said, okay, okay, I'll do it. So anyway, Roma, thank you so much for being such a blessing. Anyway, today as I, as I begin this series, as I said earlier, I want you to understand that I'm not at this point talking about what we should do in our love as much as I am painting the picture to you of God's love. You know, one of the things that uh, I I try to realize is, is our hearts has got to have an image on the inside of God. And one of the ways we get the image of God is take the paintbrush of prayer. And then when we get that paintbrush of prayer, dip it into the paint of God's Word, and then we begin to form and write the image on our heart. And so when we get the image of God's love on the inside of us, this changes everything about our life. We live our life differently when we live it through the eyes of love. Now the Scripture says, God is love, and he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Now that's a powerful statement. If you don't love, you don't love God. See, the reason, I believe the reason why we have so much pain, so much war, so much violence, so much of the stuff that's going on in the world today is because so few have actually experienced God's love. We've read books on love. There's probably, I I didn't research it, but there's probably thousands and thousands and thousands of books about love. We hear love. We hear people say all the time, I love you, I love you, I love you. And people uh, get married and, and all kinds of things happen with the word I love you. But if we really understood love, there wouldn't be the divisions in our world that we have today. We would not be fighting wars that we're fighting today if people understood God's love. And so uh, Satan, as we know in John 10 and 10, says he comes to kill, he comes to steal, he comes to destroy. So everywhere there is destruction and darkness and pain, that's not caused by God. That's caused by God the devil and the devil is evil you know he may paint a pretty picture of you of something to do in sin and it may look nice and you may enjoy it for a season but there's always a penalty to pay for anything that you ever do yielding yourself to the devil's ways and and giving expressions to what the devil does you know i i i say often sometimes there's many things that could go through your mind but just because they go through your mind the big thing is don't give expression to what's in your mind you're not going to be god's not going to condemn you or you you shouldn't be condemned because a thought goes through your mind but when you give expression to that bad thought that's when you're in trouble see if people understood the thief comes to kill steal and destroy but jesus said i've come that you might have life and that you might have it more. Everybody say more. more. See, not just abundantly, but he went on to say more abundantly. And that word abundantly there coming from the Greek text means super abundant in quantity and superior in quality. So what God is saying, my life, my life is not just uh, like and my, my, my uh, love is not like emotional love. It's, it's super abundant in quantity and superior in quality. So really, when you're a child of God, you're super abundant. You, you, you've, got, uh, you've got more inside of you many times than most of us realize what we have on the inside of us. And let me just go back to the fact of what I was saying last week about... Uh, Uh, There wouldn't be the neglected children today if people knew the love of God And I said last week looking at some statistics that were several years old. There was 500,000 children uh, in the United States that are in foster care 500,000 and in uh, 2017 16 or 17 there were uh, 30,000 in Texas alone, just in Texas, foster children, children in foster care. Now, that number has increased. And then 2015, now listen to this, 2015, there 67,000, 67,721 67, confirmed children abused or neglected in Texas. 67,721. Now, how could anyone that's filled with God's love hurt, harm, or neglect their children? I could not imagine. We had four, we have uh, five grandchildren, and we have almost, um, almost uh, four uh, great-grandchildren and i may mention it here just a little bit a little bit later but uh, we do have three that's in this world now and we got another that's being uh, developed and so uh, as that one is being developed, we can't hardly wait to see it here. You know, it's just exciting when new life comes into the world. And so that's the way it is. We want people to come into the kingdom of God, you know, and expect that mother. What's she doing? She's, she's doing things already, planning for the baby. So we need to start planning for a lot of babies to come into the kingdom of God once they know the love of God. Can I hear an Amen. amen. See, though we're we're incomplete, God loves us completely. We're incomplete, but God loves us completely. Though we're imperfect, He loves us perfectly. Though we may feel lost and without compass, God encompasses us completely. He loves everyone who are flawed, rejected, sorrowful, awkward, or broken. And... Many people find it hard to believe what I just said, that God loves me when they find themselves broken or they've done something, they feel like they're not worthy as we were singing that song. Well, I love that song we were singing a while ago that he is worthy. I don't remember the title of the song. But anyway, when we start thinking about God's word and God's love and what he's done, and and how he must look at us kids sometimes and you know when stuff is going on between the the different religions and the different uh, the different ministries and so forth Uh, you know do you ever wonder what God's doing do you ever wonder what God's thinking when you see people that's just you know doing different things and fighting against them and one of the things that I I don't do I don't I don't fight other religions and other teachings and other preachings you know I don't have to agree, but just because I don't agree I'm not going to get up and criticize them and preach against them. But those that are preaching the word, those that are preaching Jesus Christ, then I'm going to help them and pray for them. Matter of fact, I prayed for many this morning in my prayer time. Many of our ministers today I prayed for, and and you know I I, I just love. The idea of thinking about God's love. And I, 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 I talked about the song or the verses of this song last week. I don't, I'm not sure I, I, I gave you the, the chorus, but the love of God is greater far. You know, we, when we hear that song, do we really understand that the love of God is greater far? You know, my topic today, I didn't tell you, is um, lo- your love beyond measure. In other words, you can't measure how much God's love you how much God loves you. Look at your neighbor and say, I can't measure how much God loves me. me. And then look at them now and say, you can't measure how much God loves you. You You know, my son was at my house doing some things yesterday and he was measuring. He kept measuring and measuring and measuring and then he had to go out and cut with a saw. Well, we, we, we measured how long how wide or whatever this was supposed to be but you can run the tape to infinity and you still can't measure how much God loves you isn't that awesome and so the old song, the, the love of God is greater far, tongue or pen can never tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His errant child he reconciled and pardoned from sin. How can we understand that? How can we understand that when we weren't worthy God said, I'm going to do something. I'm going to love you in spite of what you have done. You know, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8, it says it like this. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the Beginning, and the End, says the Lord God. I am the one who was, who always was, and who is still to come, The Almighty One. Wow. I'm the Alpha. I'm the Omega. The beginning, the end, says the Lord. I'm the one who is, who always was and who is still to come. So in other words, God was, God is, and God will be. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? See, some people out there in the world are floating around and they don't know. They don't know what I just said. They, they, they may have heard it, but they don't know it. But I, I'm beginning to comprehend a little more and more the older I get and the longer I serve God that He always was, He always is, and He always will be. See, what we do is, uh, many of us, we, we, divide, uh, uh, we divide time. Uh, we, we put it in the past, and we put it in the present, and we put it in the future. But God doesn't God doesn't live in that kind of category. God's name is I am. God's name is I am, not I was. Oh calm down, calm down. I am not I was. Uh oh. It's coming on now, folks. Y'all are gonna have to calm me down here a little bit. Or I will be. It's not I was It's not I will be, but it is I am. Right now, he is alive. He is present. And if he lives inside of you... god's bigness lives on the inside of you so you you and i we should go around the world just exploding everywhere we go we're just we're just bombs just going off exploding the goodness of god can somebody say amen, amen. god's love is unchanging in this world that's moving so fast it's almost impossible to keep up with it you know uh, Um, (laughs) technology today is is you know technology today is almost it it is flying and every time I open up my phone or every time I open up my computer or something something else new and yesterday uh, David was at my house and he he was doing something he said dad you have to get your phone to make this work get my phone to make that work What's my phone got to do with that item? <clears throat> but see, technology, and, and as I sat there and began to push buttons that it, or, or do little things it told me to do, I was watching on the screen some things start changing and some things start happening. I'm thinking, this is, this is bizarre. Okay. This is beyond... I mean, this is beyond my thinking and comprehension of how I can touch this button and that starts happening and other things in the room start, (laughs) other things in the room starts going on. Well, I'm saying that to say this, if the technology can do miracles, so to speak, why can't we be greater than technology with God's love and demonstrate it everywhere we go. That everywhere we go, we go, bloop, 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 bloop. things start turning on, things start changing because you walk in the room. Amen. Well, yeah, see, it's easy to get caught up in the attractions of the world. And the world has a lot to offer. I mean, in the natural, you know, we think it does. And, you know, a lot of people get caught up in it. But we must remember this. This world is not our final resting place. Amen. We're just traveling through. We're just learning what our connection is to God so that we could live with Him forever and ever and ever and ever. You know, my mind, can't, my mind cannot really comprehend it. I, I, I can say it. I can speak it and, and know what I'm saying. I do know what I'm saying. But to s- know that I, I watch people that I love pass on and, and they die. But you know what? It's just the old house that they lived in that dies. But they really then are caught up in to that place that I'm talking about that they're now alive forever. and when we're born again we're alive forever to be with God and if you're not born again you're going to be alive forever in hell somebody said oh hell won't last forever hell really isn't uh it really isn't there well we see where the rich man in the Bible said that it was there and he said you know I made a mistake and would you just send Lazarus down here to cool my tongue just a little bit give me a drip of water to cool my my tongue and 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 send send somebody send somebody to tell my brothers he said if they wouldn't believe when you were here they ain't going to believe now so i'm telling you we have so much in the bible to learn about the goodness of god and our forever are forever. So when we look at this world. You, when you don't have everything you want. You don't have everything you, you'd like. Just realize you got God. You got his love. And when you got his love. He'll give you what you need. Because he said he'll supply your needs. According to my wealth. Or my riches in glory. Somebody here. See. Will you focus on the fact that it's God. That loves you. Not the world. And if somebody quits loving you, God still loves you. You know, sometimes we we weep and we cry because someone stopped loving us. And it's hard. It's difficult when someone stops loving us. I'm not saying that that it's not because we're emotional beings. But no matter who stops loving you, God does not ever stop loving you. And no matter who fails you or who commits sin or does wrong, God has not changed. God didn't do it. God is the same. He is the I am. I can tell right now I'm not going to get through today. Wow. See, we've been given the commandment to love our neighbors as ourselves. But see emotionally you can't do that you can't love your neighbor as yourself we can only do that by experiencing and practicing God's love every day see you can't really love yourself think about this you can't really love yourself until you believe you're loved by God why are so many people today doing and, and, and rejecting people that love them? you know I, I, I know people that are close that they reject our love. they want it, but yet the lifestyle they 're living they 're so ashamed and so embarrassed and so so caught up in their lifestyle they reject our love. Why? Because they are rejecting God's love. When you let God love you and you know He loves you, then you can love yourself and then you can learn to see yourself and others through the eyes of God's love. Now, it's a learning process. When many people get born again, you know, they, they have life, they have love on the inside, but nothing happens to the mind. See, this is where the problem comes. Many people said, well, the Bible says old things pass away and all things become new. Well, that's true. But it's in your spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. But your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your your subconscious is still the same. What you have to do is learn how. To change the subconscious, to change the mind, to change the things that you grew up with or the past that you lived in. And as you do, little by little, you begin to grow. Paul said, I've learned. I have learned. And so it's a learning process, you know. I've, I've had a lot of years to learn. And I see some people old and still hadn't learned. I see some people in their eighties and sometimes even more that 's grouchy, mean, and just an old, mean person and and, and you know i don 't want to be around an old, mean person I want to be around someone as the years get more and more they get sweeter and sweeter is the song i talked about last week sweeter as the days go by amen that's what god wants us to be as sweeter as the days go by as i said it's a learning process it doesn't happen overnight it takes time learning god's word growing in god's love and then this is a big one surrounding yourselves with people that are lovers amen Amen. See, change your, change your when, when you really get born again, change your environment. Change your company or get your company saved. Amen. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Change your company or get your company saved. Now, growing in God's love, think about this. Growing in God's love will give you self worth, it'll give you confidence. It'll give you assurance. You know, some people say, well, you know, I, I, the, the, I, just, I just feel bad when I'm around others. Well, you know, I don't feel bad when I'm around others. I like being around other people. You know, I like being around other people. I like, I like being in the presence of people, not to gloat, not to be a proud person or cocky in any way whatsoever. But I just like being around people so I can shine on them. I want to shine on them. How many times have you heard me say, the only Jesus that the world will ever see is the Jesus in you. So what kind of Jesus is coming out of you? See, Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So everywhere you go, you're to do good, even if other people don't. See, the Bible says God's love will cast out fear. God's love will eradicate A spirit of rejection. Think about this. God's love will cast out fear. Now, that scripture doesn't say faith will cast out fear. It does take faith. But, you know, love is really the opposite of fear. Faith is not the opposite of fear. Love is the opposite of fear. And it says God's love will cast out fear. God's love will eradicate a spirit of rejection, low self-esteem, a lack of confidence. Love will not compare uh, yourself to, to uh, someone else. Love just does not compare. Love gives. You know, I I see a lot of people that can speak a lot more eloquently than I can or their their, uh, verbiage and the way they say things, they articulate maybe better than me. But you know, I'm never bothered if someone articulates a lot better than I do. I'm who I am. I'm not ashamed of who I am. I like me. I like me. I like to be with me. You know, I like to get in my car and go with me. (laughs) So he said, what are you talking about? (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, I I, I like me. I love me. But I don't love me more than I love God. I love God, and that's why I love me. That's why I like me. And so because I love me, I can love somebody else. As I already said, if I didn't love me, I couldn't love anybody else. See, God's love, love will will keep you from living in regret and selfishness. Think about that. Now, how many times have you said, boy, I really regret that? And, you know, um, I heard someone talking this week. I was listening to them, and they were talking about regret. Well, you ask me, do I have regrets? Well, of course. I got lots of them, but I'm not going to live in them. Regrets in the past. So if I'm going to live in regret, I'm going this way all the time. I'm not going to be moving backwards in my life. Love will help you not live in the regrets. You might not can change any of it. You might not can change any of it. If there's some that you can, okay, change it. But if you can't, it's past. You have God's love. Step into it and live in the present and live in and get ready for the future. Don't let love and don't let regret keep you in bondage. Say love will keep you from living in regret and selfishness. Now, one thing about it, love helps us to know the difference between selfishness and self-care. Self-care is much different than selfishness when it's self-care you're not you don't have the walls up this you're not saying this is all about me this is this is my time this is me no selfishness is like that but self-care will take care of yourself and do the things that you need to do not at the expense of not loving others see god's love cannot be compared to emotional love because emotional love is conditional emotional love grows weary and gives up Uh, emotional love says i love you if you'll make me happy no person can make anyone else happy the person has to know how to be happy themselves oh I hear it all the time I thought if I got married they would make me happy I thought if I had this relationship it would make me happy see people get married thinking that the person that they are marrying will be everything they want and need and complete them whoa see when you expect a person to complete you you're in trouble Nothing or no one can complete you. Only God's love can complete you. Only God's love. You know, I've told you many times in our marriage, there's been times that I couldn't give my wonderful wife what she needed. Only God could give her what she needed. Didn't mean that I wasn't there trying. Vice versa, there's been many times that she couldn't give me what I needed. Didn't mean she wasn't there trying, but she can't give me what she doesn't have. I can't give what I don't have. You can't give what you don't have. So when a person has a need that only God can supply, no matter how much you love them, only God can meet that need. See, in marriage what happens is we should complement each other, not complete each other. No one can complete another. Now, you, you complement each other, you help each other, you give to each other, but we can't complete each other. Living in God's love is the only thing that can complete you. No human being can complete you. Now think about this. When God formed Adam, he made him separate, unique, and whole. Adam was separate, unique, and whole before Eve came along. Think about that. When Jesus came to the earth, how was he? He was separate, he was unique, and he was whole. And should there ever be a time in your life when you cease to be a single being who is unique and whole? No. No time in life should you ever be separate. God wants you to be always an individual, unique, and whole. Many people don't understand what I just said. See, they, they think when they get in, in relationships that that's when they get whole. They're not whole. You, you, you got to be whole before you get into relationships see does getting married do away with the definition of, of a single being when you marry you should not stop being a single individual who is unique and whole somebody said well how is that no if you're whole you don't need the other person to make you whole See, that's why so many marriages are falling apart today. Is they, 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 they came with so much bags. They came with so much lack. They're thinking the other person can fix that lack. And then when they got there, the other person's got more than they got. <laughs> See, the Bible says you become one. But you only become one if you're both whole. I want to say it again. You, when you, the, the marriage vows can be said. You can make all the commitments and promises in the world. But until you're whole, you can't be one. Because if one is, is living in this arena and you're living in that arena, you can't, you can't come together. You may have times of coming together. But God wants us to stay Oh, you know, that's one of the things I really appreciate about my wife when we first got married, you know. Um, she was very shy. She didn't talk very much. And, um, you know, at school, she said her mother, I don't know, I guess in grade school, the teacher come to see her and says, this, this, this girl just don't talk. She just, just doesn't talk. And, and I remember when we first got married, she wouldn't talk. I'm telling you. And we'd be in services in church and people come up to them and she'd smile and, 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 and be nice, but she, she didn't talk because she, I, I guess she was going through some insecurities, and in by and I remember as our ministry grew and got larger and we had children and I remember some people coming up to me and say, you know, your wife is really stuck up. She's proud. We go and talk to her and she just smiles. She doesn't say anything. I said, have you ever thought that she might not know what to say? <laughs>
1: have
0: you ever thought that she she might love you and be kind if you would just stay there a minute instead of judging her? But you know... <laughs> Uh, she was taking care of kids. I was running all over the world. And so uh, as the kids begin to get older, she had more time. She began to dig into the word of God. And when she began to dig into the word of God, I mean, I mean that knowing began to rise. That that self-worth and that insecurity and fear uh, uh, of maybe you're not liking me or maybe I'm not going to say the right thing begin to, move out of the way and that life begin to come up. And so one time I came home from a trip and I wondered, who is this person? <laughs> no longer do I tell her what to do. I ask her what to do. <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little there now, but but something happened one day and I said, What happened to you? She said, I learned that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. And because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ and God loves me and so what if I say something and somebody doesn't like it or I didn't say it exactly the way I wanted to or accurately or I wasn't able to articulate it. So what? I'm a child of God. I know who I am. I'm your wife. You're my husband. These are our kids. God put us together. I know who I am. We were singing that song a few minutes ago or sometime. I know who's I am. And you know now, man, does she know who she is. Ooh-wee. She tells me what we can watch and what we can't watch. She tells me when to turn the channel and when not to turn the channel. She tells me what we can record and what... <laughs> I'm stretching it now. <laughs> I'm stretching it now. But, but you know, she tells me where to turn and then she tells me how to park and she tells me how to back out of the garage. And, and, and you know, I got a little thing on my... my car that that you know you touch the button and the garage door changes or it'll go down well she's got her finger up there sticking her finger up there and if I'm looking back I don't see it and and then I touch it again and the garage door goes back up I mean you know uh, she is so whole sometimes I think well, I, where do I live around here you know I'm not making fun I'm only trying to say she is so whole that sometimes uh, I think if I go to heaven she'll just say bye
1: <laughs>
0: look at her she's down there laughing well i like the idea i do like the idea that she's whole i don't like the idea that she tells me uh, all the things she tells me you know but uh i do them when i can (laughs) is anybody here i'm kind of off course right now Uh, anyway uh, god didn't say to adam adam is not whole A whole being so I'll make him a wife to complete him no in essence God said I'm going to make him a helper who will be compatible or suitable or somehow be in a situation to help him and uh, and another being who will compliment him and he will compliment her see this is where we miss it in marriage you're going to give me what I need if you don't give me what I need, you're out of here. See, people in relationships, you're gonna give me what I need. If you don't give me what I need, then I'm out of here. See, that's not what relationships is all about. God never says that to us. If you, don't, if you don't do what I want you to do, you're out of here. God just keeps loving us and loving us. See, God did not say to Adam, I'll give you a wife if you'll make her happy. See, God didn't say to Adam, I'll give you a wife if you'll make her happy. And and I want you to understand, there's so many ifs hidden in emotional love. And these ifs that we have in emotional love enslave us. The ifs in emotional love you cannot live up to. And this is where our world is hurting because I'll do this if you will do that. It's impossible to adequately live up to the ifs. So emotional love will always be conditional. God's love is not like that. God's love, uh, God does not love you because of anything you've done or anything in you or you will do. God loves you because He loves you. He chooses to love you. See, in human relationships, we love one another because we see something in that person that attracts our love, something in another person attracts our love. Okay, that's all right. I saw something in her that attracted me. <laughs> Y'all heard me talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even preach that night. I tried. She here. She was sitting, sitting back there, and and you know. She had the Jackie Kennedy hairstyle, and it was, it was I'm, I'm exaggerating again, but it not much. I mean, it was all, it was black back then. Uh, that was her normal color. And you know, she's Italian, and so, but it just was all teased up, and she had it, you know, just kinda flipping up there. And I look back, and when I look back, I was just addled. Uh, <laughs> I probably went cross-eyed and crazy, you know, because I said, who in the world is that human being? I've never seen a human being like that. I don't know what I preached about. I don't even remember. Most places I can look back over the years and remember what I preached about or what I talked about. That night, I don't have a clue. I probably didn't make sense because I preached the whole service to her. And after the service was over, you know, I went in the back and we were staying in the church apartment. I had a young man that was traveling with me who was a a musician and singer, Ray Boyne. And I went back in the back and I, I said, who is that? Who is that beautiful human being. That's the most beautiful person I've ever seen. I, I could not get over it. I was just so awed. And and that was on a Wednesday and we had uh, we, we came early for some reason and then we had Thursday, Friday, Saturday and I was just about crazy Thursday, Friday, Saturday <laughs> uh, <clears throat> because I was praying and hoping she would come on Sunday again. And sure enough on Sunday, I mean, but I was just talking about her. I didn't, I didn't hardly talk about God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> (laughs) i probably didn't pray as much and normally back then you know i and still do i prayed a lot but uh i mean i was just telling ray i just hope that i just hope she comes back i'm telling you that's the most beautiful woman and of course she was sitting right beside her cousin and her cousin was beautiful too but why i chose her you know she, she attracted my 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 attention and my love and so i remember uh there she was on Sunday morning. And boy, was my heart glad. My heart was glad she was there. And every service, she was there. And finally, one day, uh, finally, one day, I, I, I spoke to her. I got down and spoke to her off of the platform and spoke to her. Most of the time, I ran because I was wanting her to come to me. But she wouldn't do it. She didn't even like me. She thought I was arrogant. But you know what? I I won. Let me say this again to get back on course. In human relationships, we love another person because we see something in that person that attracts our love. But God's love is uncaused. It's unprompted. It's uninfluenced. It's spontaneous. It's free. There's nothing we can do to cause God to love us. There is nothing we can do to prevent him From loving us. Wow. Isn't that powerful? God loves us. Because he's chosen to love us. And that's all that he can do. There's nothing you could ever do. To make him love you more. Than he loves you right now. No greater achievement. Not better looks. Not greater recognitions. Not even greater levels. Of spiritual uh, spirit, levels of spirituality and obedience your spirituality and obedience doesn't make God love you more I mean God's pleased and we get more rewards when we're more spiritual and we're more obedient but we don't cause God to love us more because we're obedient there's nothing you could ever do to make God love you more or less nor any sin nor failure guilt or any regrets god loves you he has always loved you and he always will see i could stop right there and i'm not going to stop right right yet but i could stop right there and i could go home and bask in that thought and boy, have I been basking in it this week as I've been, you know, going through this and thinking about it and walking through the house or in my car sometimes. Just the other day, I, I just looked around and I didn't even realize where I was. <laughs> and, and that's not wise. But I didn't even realize where I was because I was basking in the fact, God, you love me. You love me. You love me so much. Even through my failures and my weaknesses and my lacks, you still love me, God. And, and I looked up and I... I came to myself and I thought, "Who? I'm here already. <laughs> but I was just basking in the fact of God's love. When Paul wrote his letter to the Ephesians, he said God loves us in according to his good pleasure of his will. He loves us according to his good pleasure of his will. Why does God love us? Because he chooses to. Just because he chooses to. See it's not because man or woman is good he loves us. It's because he's so unspeakably. Unimaginably. Uncomprehendable. He is that good. That he loves men and women even when they sin. What did you say pastor? God loves you when we sin now I'm not and just because I said that that doesn't give us license to start saying well I'm just going to go out there and get in the world and sin every day well we we sin but you know I'm just going to go and and you know there's more sins than going out and doing (coughs) drugs or something like that there's more sins than that there's all kinds of different ways you can sin so I'm not saying because God loves you, just go sin and it's okay. That's not what I'm saying. This does not give us a license to sin, stay away from church and do wrong things. But really when you hear that statement, it should make you want to be better... At devoting your attention to God's love and being in the house of God with the people of God and helping the people of God and worshiping with the people of God, it shouldn't take you away to 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 the world by hearing that statement. But you should say, "I want to run. I want to run right in to love. I want to. I, I want. I want to be so consumed. I'm. I'm pursuing. I'm chasing the love of God." Instead of saying, I'm going to let this in, I'm going to let this in. Well, everybody's doing it, so why can't I do it? You know, this is doing it, and I know them, they're doing it, and they're doing this, they're doing that. Well, who gives a rip what they're doing? You do what God's put in your heart to do. See, grace is when God gives us what we don't deserve. Mercy is when God doesn't give us what we do deserve. God acts. He does not react. His love is uncaused and it's unchanged. C.S. Lewis says, though our feelings come and go, God's love for us does not change. And then Malachi 3, 6 says, I'm the Lord. I do not change. Rosa, if you'll come on over here. Maybe it'll help me to wind down. I got so much. I'll never get through today. But Romans 5. Let's let's read this together. Well, I'll, I'll read it, but you read along with me. Romans 5, 6 through 8. We were utterly helpless. Christ came just at the right time and died for us sinners. Now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. That's that's again one of those almost uncomprehendable in the natural that God loved us that much. That while we were sinners, He sent His Son. And you know, a lot of people grow up thinking they had to do only good things for God to love them. We should do good things. Don't, don't, don't leave that out. We should do good things. The more we love God, the better things we should do. But You could be among those who grew up thinking you had to do many good things for God to love you. And if you didn't, He wouldn't. Maybe you grew up in a family where they were on that kind of a performance basis. If you do this, I'll love you. If you don't do this, I won't love you. You know, one of the things that we ever, we never need to teach a child. Don't do that or God won't love you. That should never be said to a child. Don't do that or God won't love you. Maybe you heard from your parents. If you do this, I'll do that. If you don't, I won't. But God loves us whether we do or whether we don't. His love has nothing to do with you. God loves you when you don't even love yourself. I'm going to try to wrap a mother that loves her child that really really loves her child my granddaughter-in-law come here honey come here honey I, I, I don't want to embarrass you and if you're embarrassed let me know and I won't, I won't do this come on up here with me baby this is Danny then you got a little baby in there. How old is that baby? Twelve weeks. Twelve weeks. Can we tell what it is? Yeah. Now, we wanted it to be a little boy, but God determined it's a little girl. That baby is alive. Amen. That baby is alive. Now. I know this mother, and she's the mother of, is Charlie 18 months now or 19? Mm-hmm. Charlie's 18 months. I would bring her in here, but I don't want to take up more time. And, and so when we saw Charlie this morning, she'd come running, and she wanted Papa to pick her up, and then, then her other, her. I'm the great-granddad, but when the granddad came, she left great-granddaddy and went to granddaddy.
1: <laughs>
0: but this is a mother that loves this child already. Have y'all got a name
1: yet?
0: No, we haven't even thought about yeah, it. haven't even thought about it. But y'all will. Yeah. And this baby's going to be named. Now, now, Charlie was named before she was born. She was named Charlie Rose. And her middle name is Rose. So our grandson is named after our son that was killed. And our other grandson was named after him too. So this is our first grandson. And you know... We don't love him more than the other, but he's real special. If the others are listening. <laughs> but he's, a, he's a special. He was the first. He's the first. And he, he loves Charlie. Did you love Charlie before she got here? You love Charlie, and you love this little girl right here. I've been to your house You've been to our house. We've been places together. And you're a good mother. You're a loving mother. So how could a loving mother hurt her child? So what I'm going to do here is take her love for this baby that she's carrying. Yeah, you you're doing things in your body right now or you won't do things in your body right now because of this child. Is that correct? That
1: is correct.
0: There's some things she knows I can't do, some things she de- needs to do. And she's doing that because I love this baby. I love this little girl that's in my body. She's already protecting this child. So I want to compare her love to God's love. That's how much God loves you and more and more and more and more. That's the only way I know how to compare love. Now some mothers just have a baby. They don't have any connection. They just manufacture. They're 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 the machine or, or they're the factory. And that baby comes out and when the baby comes out it they could care less but this is a mother that cares she already cares for the baby that's in and and you know what they'll think of the name they'll think of the name and when they do when they think of the name then they'll start more they think of the name and decide the name the more than that's going to grow on them because it's, it's more alive to them. Have you felt the baby kick yet? Is it that far yet? Not felt Not it yet, yet? But you all saw it on the sonogram, right? We have. And it was moving, or what was happening on the sonogram? Um, we
1: saw the heartbeat.
0: We saw the heartbeat. We heard
1: the
0: heartbeat. <laughs> oh, and you heard the heartbeat. So there's a heart beating in there. Amen. How could anybody harm? How many weeks? Eight weeks? Twelve. Twelve weeks. How could anybody? Go to a doctor and take away something that's alive. Could stop a heartbeat. Whatever time it is, how can they do that? They don't know God's love. They don't. Think, Thank you, dear. Now, I, I I got a couple of things to say here, but I heard about a, a mother and a father that had a son, and he was the apple of their eye but as he got into his teenage years he got with the wrong crowd and when he got with the wrong crowd he started doing drugs and he started drinking his life changed and somehow they had no way to communicate with him because he was being taken over by something else but one morning he stumbled in the house about 3am which was kind of a normal thing for him to do And the mother got up, and when the mother got up out of bed, the father jumped up and started to follow her and went into the kitchen, and he thought she'd be in there crying, as she had done many times before. But he finally found her, and she was in the room where her son was. And she was just rubbing his hair and touching his face and kissing him and, just looking at him and tears were streaming down his face and the father said what are you doing? she said I'm loving him because he won't let me love him when I'm awake that's a mother's love God loves us whether we're asleep or whether we're awake you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say this to you Right here in this building a few years ago, a couple used to come to our church and she didn't like me at all. She couldn't stand me. And uh, anyway, somebody really encouraged her, So you need to go and talk to the pastor. I was always willing to talk to her, but she didn't like me. So one day somebody convinced her to come in and just down the hall, down the other hall to the conference room I met her there in the conference room and I said why are you here today she said number one I don't want to be number two I don't like you isn't that a way to start a conversation she said but my husband is a unique man and he is really something else and he loves you and appreciate you and he said I had to come and talk to you I said well okay tell me what you want to talk about she said well I'm here because my husband told me to I'm not here for any other reason I don't want to be I said well let's just talk a little bit and I begin to find expressions to say to her that was kind and gentle And I said, I know you don't like me. You told me that, but I love you. She said, you don't love me. You're just saying that. I said, I wouldn't say it if I didn't love you. I said, I'm not talking about the kind of love your husband has. She said, I don't even know if my husband loves me. I don't know if anybody loves me. I said well, if you don't think anybody loves you, God loves you. She said, now hold it there, preacher. That's far enough. I don't want to hear any more of this. God couldn't love me. I've done too many things for God to love me. I said, such as? She said, I had an abortion. And she said, because I've had this abortion, there is no way in the world that God would ever forgive me for that or love me for that I said you know what that's not a nice thing to do to abort a child it's a very bad thing to do to abort a a child to take the life of a child she said well I was young and stupid and I wouldn't do it again I said I believe you I said but you know what God will forgive you because he loves you. She said, A can, Pastor, please quit telling me that God loves me. He can't love me. I kill my child. I said, Jesus died on the cross. He was killed for you, for what you did, for the wrong you did. He, He was killed. He died. He took your sin. So he, understands and he has a forgiving God she said I don't know she said I don't know I just don't know if that's possible I said I just want to encourage you I'm not here today because someone told me to be here your husband told you to be here but I met you because I wanted to meet you I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to tell you I love you. Because you won't let me love you. And the reason why you won't let me and you won't let others love you is because you won't let God love you. But if you'll right now stop and think and you'll start letting God love you, He'll forgive you. And then maybe you might even like me a little bit. I said it doesn't really matter whether you like me or not. God loves you. And you know what? We stood there. We sat there for a while and After a while, then the brokenness began to come. Big tears began to stream down her face. She said, I hadn't wept in years. She said, I have not been able to weep in years because I'm so angry at myself of what I did and so guilty. I said, it's time to get rid of the guilt and the anger. She said, even if God were to forgive me, I can't forgive myself if God were to forgive me, I can't forgive myself. I said, once God forgives you, it's a process. It's a process of learning. And then, as you begin to accept God's love, you'll begin to realize you can forgive yourself, but I could never love myself. Oh, yes, you could. She said, I don't like me at all. That's why I'm rude. That's why I'm mean to people. That's why I'm cuss my husband and say all kinds of things when he comes home from work. He works so hard, he makes a good living, but yet I love him, but yet I hate him. I said, you see, because you don't accept God's love, you don't love yourself, so you can't properly love anybody else. And before she left the room that day, she had a life-changing experience of saying, I accept Jesus as Lord in my life. And I believe that He is forgiving me. And then I let her in a prayer to pray, to to help her forgive herself. And they they eventually left and went on somewhere else to another church. But the last I heard of her, She was doing very, very good. Loving herself, loving her husband, and loving her other children. And maybe she likes me. (laughs) Wow. Somebody say thank you, Jesus something in your heart is not right you that are listening if there's anybody listening today and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life I want you to pray this prayer with me would you all pray it with me today dear Lord, dear Lord, Lord I, give I give you my life I surrender my will, I surrender my will. Completely, to you. completely to you help
1: me
0: now, help me now. To, understand to understand and relate to your love The love you have given me me that you put in my heart heart. when I accepted you. I accept you as my Lord Lord. and my Savior. Savior. Thank you, Lord, Lord, for teaching me how how to love you and others. others. Teach Teach me how to love myself. I will, by your grace. love you, you and serve you with all of my heart, all of my my might, and all of my soul. Thank you, Lord, Lord, for for saving me today. Amen. thank you thank you Rosa See, when it comes to knowing and understand Jesus loves me and thank you for that song it's so appropriate so appropriate oh well Love will change everything. Love will change everything. You know, um, one of the greatest theologians, well-known theologians of all time, was named Karl Barth. He was one of the 20th century's great theologians from Switzerland, and, and the, he came to the United States for a visit in 1962. Been a long time ago. And he was in address address addressing a big body of students at a very well known Bible school. And one of the students stood up and said, Mr. Barth, I have a question for you about all the millions of Things you put in your commentary and said. Summarize, summarize God with all the millions of your theological things that you've taken from the Bible and put it in something simple for us students. Theologian just stopped. And he looked, took his time, didn't answer hastily. And they was expecting some profound statement that the theologian was gonna say. And he said, Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong. They are weak, but sing it, everybody. Stand up and listen. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus
1: loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible
0: me. One more time Jesus loves me.
1: Here we go everybody now
0: Yes
1: Jesus slaps me
0: all the things the theologian could could have spoken and said to that student body and to that Bible school student of all the great theological things he could have answered the reason he became a theologian and wrote the commentaries he said was because Jesus loves me and the Bible tells me so. That's behind everything I've ever written everything I've ever said is because I know Jesus loves me. So many people have not yet learned that Jesus loves them. Oh I could go on and on but I want to be respectful of your time and I want to receive our tithes and just remain standing for a moment I want to receive our tithes and our offerings and um, as we receive our tithes and offerings make sure now that you do something extra for the missions our school in India I tell you this each month I got to get an up to date video from them I haven't been in a while but we have a hundred students from the first to the twelfth grade They're getting their academics every day, five days a week. They get three meals a day. And they get two hours of Bible a day. So they're both academically trained and spiritually trained. And many of them now, we've been doing this for years in Hyderabad, India. We've been doing this for years. And many of them have graduated, gone on to college, and many out in the ministry already. And we have new ones coming in every year. And we support them. And when things have been tough, we've never, ever missed supporting our children in that school and many other things that we do. So remember, you that are watching, maybe you want to invest in our missions. And you can do this real simple by going to the Internet. And there it is, elglobal.church. elglobal.church. Go to that website. Log on there, and you'll have to put your email in there. It's no big deal. You have to do that. No matter what you get online, you have to put your email in there. And then you'll get an acknowledgment of your gift. As I say each week, if you're not one to do the Internet, there's a place you can send your check to. We'll receive your check just as much as we will uh, your credit card. So whatever you want to do, you be a blessing. So I want the people here. I like to, you know, we used to pass the containers all the time. But, uh, you know, I, I just, years ago in our big meetings, our big crusades, we always had people to bring their offerings. We didn't pass them. So I just want you to bring your tithes and offering If you're giving online, just come down and touch the, just, just touch the bucket or something if you're giving online because I just like for you to do something. Uh, because as you, as you move, God blesses you when you move. When you do something, God blesses you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you for you online for doing what you're doing. And, and I'm, I'm going to do one more thing. I'm going to ask a few of you to give me, not me personally, well, let me ask you to give me 10 or $20. I, one of our pastors, listen to me carefully. And some of you online, you may want to be a, a part of this. Some of you online, you, might be to, you may want to do this. But one of our pastors in the Philippines contacted me a couple of weeks ago. And we've been in touch a lot. His wife has breast cancer. And they've been going back and forth to China. Now, that's not a long distance from the Philippines to China. And the Filipinos can get into China. And China has very good good medical things they do. So they've been going back and forth to China. She's been taking treatments because they don't have it in the Philippines. But it's been expensive. And I'd just like to send them a little something to help on the airfare. Going back and forth from Manila to I don't know what city in China they go to I didn't ask him and you online if you want to be a blessing to this pastor if you want to be a blessing to this pastor I've known him for many years I know I know at least 20 years I've known him he's been consistent he's been faithful Uh, and, and he told me he said sometimes I have to have others filling in for me because I'm in China, I go to China with my wife on each trip. He said, I do have to, on this trip they're going, I do have to leave her and come back. So uh, just put that on, the, on, on this bucket, she's got one here. Uh, if you wanna be a part of helping our friend in the Philippines get to China, Help it get his wife to China for treatment for cancer. You want to put something in there, and you online. You just tell us what you're doing, and I know God will bless you. Anyway, to you on the internet, bye. And and don't miss don't miss Tuesday night. Don't miss Tuesday night. We got a subject. We got a subject that probably is going to be one of the most profound subjects that i've ever dealt with and i personally won't have as much to say about it as pastor al will but we're going to be talking about living this may not be the title but this is what we're going to be talking about living through death living through death and if you know of anybody that has cancer had cancer or a loved one with cancer Have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death. And that is something that we know, profound subjects that I've ever dealt with. And I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will. But we're going to be talking about living, this may not be the title, but this is what we're going to be talking about, living through death, living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night, because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person... We'll hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death. And that is something that we all need to know. Well, God bless you online. And uh, I'll see you. Probably is going to be one of the most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with. And I personally won't have as much to say. About it as Pastor Al will. But we're going to be talking about living. This may not be the title. But this is what we're going to be talking about. Living through death. Living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer. Had cancer. Or a loved one with cancer. Have them to tune in. To the broadcast Tuesday night. Because we're going to be talking about something. That can be life changing. If a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death. And that is something that we all need to know. Well God bless you online. And uh, I'll see you. The most profound subjects. That I've ever dealt with. And I personally won't have as much to say. About it as Pastor Al will. But we're going to be talking about living this may not be the title, but this is what we're going to be talking about. Living through death. Living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night. Because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death and that is something that we all need to know well god bless you online and uh, probably is going to be one of the most profound subjects that i've ever dealt with and i personally won't have as much to say about it as pastor al will but we're going to be talking about living this may not be the title, but this is what we're going to be talking about. Living through death. Living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night. Because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death and that is something that we all need to know well God bless you online and uh, I'll see you Tuesday most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with and I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will but we're going to be talking about living this may not be the title but this is what we're going to be talking about living through death living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death. And that is something that we all need to to know. Well, God bless you online, and uh, I'll see you on most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with. And I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will. But we're going to be talking about living, this may not be the title, but this is what we're going to be talking about. Living through death. Living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night. Because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death. And that is something that we all need to know. Well, God bless you online. And uh, I'll see you Tuesday. Most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with. And I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will. But we're going to be talking about living. This may not be the title, but this is what we're going to be talking about. Living through death. Living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death. And that is something that we all need to know. Well, God bless you online, and uh, I'll see you Tuesday. Most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with. And I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will. But we're gonna be talking about living, this may not be the title, but this is what we're gonna be talking about. Living through death. Living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death, and that is something that we all need to know. Well, God bless you online, and uh, I'll see you Tuesday the most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with. And I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will. But we're going to be talking about living. This may not be the title, but this is what we're going to be talking about. Living through death. Living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, Have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death, and that is something that we all need to know. Well, God bless you online, and uh, I'll see you one of the most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with. And I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will. But we're going to be talking about living, this may not be the title, but this is what we're going to be talking about, living through death, living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night, because... We're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death. And that is something that we all need to know. Well, God bless you online. And uh, I'll see you Tuesday. most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with. And I personally won't have as much to say About it as Pastor Al will. But we're going to be talking about living. This may not be the title. But this is what we're going to be talking about. Living through death. Living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer. Have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night. Because we're going to be talking about something that can be life changing if a person will hear what we have to say, but we're gonna be talking about living through death. And that is something that we all need to know. Well, God bless you online, and uh, I'll see you on most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with. And I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will. But we're gonna be talking about living this may not be the title, but this is what we're going to be talking about. Living through death. Living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night. Because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death and that is something that we all need to know well God bless you online and uh, I'll see you Most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with and I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will but we're going to be talking about living this may not be the title but this is what we're going to be talking about living through death living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death. And that is something that we all need to know. Well, God bless you online and uh, I'll see you the most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with and I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will but we're going to be talking about living this may not be the title but this is what we're going to be talking about living through death living through death and if you know of anybody that has cancer had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death. And that is something that we all need to know. Well, God bless you online, and uh, I'll see you Tuesday. Most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with. And I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will. But we're gonna be talking about living, this may not be the title, but this is what we're gonna be talking about. Living through death. Living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in. To the broadcast Tuesday night. Because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death. And that is something that we all need to know. Well, God bless you online and uh, I'll see you on most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with. And I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will. But we're gonna be talking about living, this may not be the title, but this is what we're gonna be talking about. Living through death. Living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death, and that is something that we all need to know. Well, God bless you online, and uh, I'll see you most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with. And I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will. But we're going to be talking about living... This may not be the title, but this is what we're going to be talking about. Living through death. Living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night. Because... We're gonna be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person will hear what we have to say, but we're gonna be talking about living through death, and that is something that we all need to know. Well, God bless you online, and uh, I'll say the most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with, and I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will. But we're going to be talking about living, this may not be the title, but this is what we're going to be talking about, living through death. Living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night because we're going to be talking about something that can be life-changing If a person will hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death. And that is something that we all need to know. Well, God bless you online. And uh, I'll see you Tuesday. most profound subjects that I've ever dealt with. And I personally won't have as much to say about it as Pastor Al will. But we're gonna be talking about living, this may not be the title, but this is what we're gonna be talking about, living through death, living through death. And if you know of anybody that has cancer, had cancer, or a loved one with cancer, have them to tune in to the broadcast Tuesday night, because we're gonna be talking about something that can be life-changing if a person We'll hear what we have to say. But we're going to be talking about living through death. And that is something that we all need to know. Well, God bless you online. And uh, I'll see you Tuesday.